in the heart of the Nipty Radio recording studios high above 107 Columbia, with both eyes in the binoculars focused on Plymouth Rock. Welcome to today's Thanksgiving edition of the Nipty Practice Tips. Today we're going to be discussing transferred intent. So let's begin. In litigating a case where a defendant is charged with intentional murder, intentional assault, or an attempt to commit any of these crimes, the identity of the intended victim is not an element that the people must prove beyond a reasonable doubt. Common sense and the legislature dictate that a defendant cannot be permitted to commit all the acts for which he or she would be held legally responsible and then be acquitted simply because it was not clear who was the intended victim. To assure the defendant is held accountable for such conduct, the legislature incorporated the concept of transferred intent into the statutes identifying these crimes. In cases with completed intentional assaults or murder, there are four possible factual scenarios as to who was the intended victim. First, the actual victim was also the person the defendant intended to kill or assault. Number two, the actual victim was not the person the defendant intended to kill or assault, but you can prove who the intended victim was. Number three, the actual victim was not the person the defendant intended to kill or assault, but you are not sure who the intended victim really was. And four, you are not sure if the defendant's intent was to kill or assault the actual victim or if it was someone else. When the facts of your case fit into the examples two, three, or four, then the theory of transferred intent is used to prosecute the defendant. Transferred intent language is found in the body of the statutes charging assault and murder. Each one of the intentional crimes contains the phrase, he causes such injury to such person or a third person, or words of a similar nature. In drafting the indictment or information, you need not identify the name of the intended victim, whether it is a murder, attempted murder, assault, or attempted assault charge. You may simply charge that the defendant with the intent to cause the death of an individual, or the word person, caused the death of Mr. Jones, the unintended victim. You may also choose to present two counts, one with the identified intended victim and one which does not so identify the intended victim. You must only prove that the defendant intended to kill someone with his or her actions. See, for example, the case of People v. Kwok, a First Department case where leave was denied in 2006. In some cases, the defendant will mistake the actual victim of the crime for the intended victim, who was someone else, either due to their similarity of appearance or some other confusion of fact on the part of the defendant. In other words, the defendant is intentionally shooting at the person who was killed or suffers the injury, but is doing so because he or she believes that this person is someone else. Thus, the defendant has no motive to actually harm the person who is harmed. In such cases, the transferred intent charge is properly given. See, for example, the case of People v. Powell, a First Department case from 2009, where there was a transferred intent theory applied when the wrong person was killed in a murder-for-hire scheme. When the evidence you possess clearly demonstrates the defendant intended to harm a different victim than the one who was actually harmed, be sure to charge a crime of attempted murder or assault, naming the intended victim from the transferred intent charge, 
as the intended victim in the attempted assault or attempted murder charge. When dealing with the crimes of attempted murder or attempted assault, remember that the elements of these crimes do not include proving any injury was actually inflicted, although it may have been and usually is. In litigating these attempt charges, the concept of transferred intent is not charged to the jury. Instead, the jury is simply informed that the people must prove the defendant intended to kill someone or inflict injury on someone without having to establish who that person was. The reason why there is no need for charging transferred intent in these attempt cases is the fact that in the cases of attempted murder or attempted assault, there is no element of injury or death that needs to be linked to the defendant's intent. The people are only required to prove that the defendant acted with the intent to kill or assault someone without identifying who the intended victim was. In the case of People v. Fernandez, a Court of Appeals decision from 1996, the indictment named a specific intended victim in a count alleging attempted murder. At the time of the charge conference, the trial evidence had not been clear enough as to whom the intended victim really was. The judge gave an instruction which permitted the jury to find the defendant guilty even if the people did not prove the person named in the indictment was the intended victim. The Court of Appeals approved this charge and wrote, Here, the court instructed the jurors that defendant could be found guilty of attempted murder if they found, beyond a reasonable doubt, that defendant intended to cause the death of either the intended victim, as written in the indictment, Correa, or another person in the group, and committed acts tending to affect the commission of that crime. The jurors were not required by the terms of this instruction to rely on the doctrine of transferred intent to convict, nor should they have been, since there was no death of an unintended victim, and thus no need to, quote, transfer defendant's intent. In other words, given that injury is not an element of the crime of attempted murder, there was no need to link defendant's intent to kill to the actual victim, Correa, and there is no reason to become sidetracked by the fact that there was an injured victim in this case. Please be sure to read today's nifty practice tip for all of the case citations and additional material as well, plus the extended version of this nifty practice tip, the memo entitled Transferred Intent. Our thanks as always to our crack producer and Thanksgiving lasagna maker extraordinaire, Jonathan Marconi Crispino. To all of you out there, have a wonderful Thanksgiving and stay ready, my friends.